Do you want to do life your way or God's way? This singular question holds profound weight as we continue our Bible study today in James chapter 4. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. One of the things I always tried to do in my home with my children as they were growing up was to keep selfish ambition out of our home was to keep our home a peaceful and positive place. Now, raising three boys who were very competitive by nature, this was not always an easy thing to do. But often I would find myself quoting these verses from the book of James to my lively competitive boys. Let me read them to you. James chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. For wherever jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You know, in this, um, In these verses, in James chapter 3, James has talked about two different kinds of wisdom. Do you remember that? He talked about wisdom, which is from below, that's demonic, and that which is from above. Do you know that the devil tries to get you to think like him? He tries to get you to buy into his way of thinking. He wants you to be bitterly jealous. He wants you to have selfish ambition in your life. Do you know why he wants you to have that? Because Satan is jealous of Jesus and he wants you to be like him. He wants you to have the characteristics that he has rather than the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Satan is jealous of Jesus because Satan wants the power of Jesus and he will never have it. It ain't going to happen. Satan has dealt with selfish ambition from the Garden of Eden to the tempting of Jesus in the wilderness. All that Satan has ever exhibited is selfish ambition. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to act like the enemy. I will not tap into the wisdom from below, which is thinking like Satan. I will also keep this kind of thinking out of of my home in Jesus name. Do you see what verse 16 says? Let me read it to you again. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. If you allow jealousy and selfish ambition into your life or into your home, disorder and every evil thing will follow. You've opened the door. You've put the welcome mat out for disorder and every other evil thing. You know, really, when it gets right down to it, this is the problem that many of us have experienced in our marriages 
and with our children. We have allowed jealousy and selfish ambition to be part of the fabric of our family's lives. And so following jealousy and selfish ambition, income disorder. That means we're not going to get along. That means there's not going to be kindness in our homes and every other evil thing in life. Work tenuously not to allow these emotions to be part of your life. It's not wisdom. When you see jealousy or selfish ambition coming in the door of your home through heart attitudes that you see in your children or in yourself, kick them right out of the door. The heart attitudes, not your children. Kick those things out the door. Speak to your children lovingly and kindly about sharing, about speaking kindly to one another. It's what Jesus would do. Verse 17 in James chapter 3 describes the wisdom from above. Let me read it to you one more time. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. I love every single one of those describing words, don't you? It describes the kind of marriage I desire, the kind of home I want, the kind of relationships that I want with my kids, the kind of relationships I want my children to have with each other, and the kind of relationships that I want with everyone to whom I'm ministering. We can achieve it by asking for God's wisdom, by rejecting Satan's opinion from below, by dying to selfishness, and by taming our tongues. You know, in verse 18, James says that righteousness is a fruit of peace. And I want a peaceful home, don't you? I want a peaceful marriage. I want peaceful relationships. I want to go to a peaceful church. You will raise a harvest of righteousness and peace in your life when you ask for wisdom, when you control your tongue, when you're a doer of the word, and when you die to self. James chapter 4 verses one through four. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You're envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, once again, James and the Holy Spirit have targeted the way we're living our daily lives, painfully practical. James starts out in chapter four by talking about the source of quarrels and conflicts. Well, quarreling is really a matter of the tongue and of the heart, isn't it? James is saying in these verses, 
If you want something, ask God for it. Don't get upset with other people about what you don't have. Don't get upset with your husband or your boss or your parents or even the government. James is saying the reason you don't get what you ask for is because of your motives. It's because of selfish ambition. It's because of jealousy. And when you ask for it and God says no, I pray that you will humbly submit to the Father. Now, in verse 1, in James 4, verse 1, James and the Holy Spirit use an interesting word here. They say, is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? This is the Greek word hedone, and we get the word hedonism from this Greek word. This word in the Greek implies the very physical feelings associated with bodily appetites. All of us, no matter how much we have, all desire something more. We all want something we don't have. And we have all wondered from time to time why we don't get a yes answer from one of our prayers. And in these verses, James helps us answer that question. But while we're on the subject, let me take you to one other place in Scripture from 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the request which we have asked from him. So if you ask and get a no, it's because it's not God's will for you. It's because you're not praying God's will for your life. Because God says yes to his will, which is always found in God's word. Now back to James chapter 4. Verses 4 and 5 are so significant as we flesh out and walk out how to persevere in faith. Let me read you verse 4 one more time. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Verse 4 talks about friendship and who doesn't love a good friend. A friend is somebody you can talk to, a friend you can share life with, a friend you spend time with, a friend that you share similar interests with and, and points of view with. This kind of friendship that this verse is talking about is what I call a mutually exclusive friendship. This verse says you cannot be a friend of God and a friend of the world. It's one or the other. It is not both. You can't give your whole heart to God while dabbling in the culture of our world. Not possible. Ain't happening. You must choose which friendship is more important to you. Who you will be loyal to and who you will stand with. You can't have it both ways. World in this verse, friendship with the world in this verse, is the Greek word cosmos, and it means the system of evil that's controlled by Satan. All that is wicked and is opposed to God on earth, it's what lures your hearts away from God. Friendship with the world is hatred toward God. To have a warm, fun, sharing life kind of feeling with cosmos, with the world, is to be on good terms with God's enemy. 
Be loyal to God and to God alone. Get your priorities straight. Like Abraham, you can be a friend of God, but you cannot also be a friend of the world. James 2.23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Oh, that scripture would say that about my life. You know, friendship is such an important part of life, especially when you're young. And being a friend of God is not just being a Sunday morning Christian. It's hanging out with him all week long. God gave you the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. Let me read to you James 4, 5. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Because of the Holy Spirit's intense desire for you, he's focused on changing you, on teaching you, on empowering you, and on conforming you to the image of Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can truly help you fulfill God's plan for your life. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433.